So before we get into all the details, Milan, can we talk about your uh, artist name, Meteolanum, and uh, your username, Meteolanum666? Uh, what does it mean, Meteolanum? And also, am I saying it right? You know what? Technically, there's no real pronunciation. Like, I never really was listening. I never really was like, oh, this is the right way. But I, I, I've i been pronouncing it Mediolanum. So, like, Mediolanum. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, the, the I, I guess Mediolanum really um, came from it. It was like, I, I started my uh, art Twitter account maybe like two ish years ago. Like, it, it's, it's been about like two years. And I was just like, yo, I gotta come up with like a like an artist name because I didn't want to use my real name. And still today, I'm kind of like pretty anonymous. So I was like, you know, I, I gotta come up with a name. And um, I've I've always loved like uh, kind of the names of like like Michelangelo or like a Leonardo da Vinci or like or e- e- even like high fashion brands like a Louis Vuitton or like Christopher, you know, Balenciaga. And so so I wanted something that was like had like a cool ring to it, but um, it it made sense, right? So then I was just like. I was like, oh, maybe I want, like, a Latin name. You know, it's, it's just it's some cool shit. So then um, I started looking up my own name. Which my, my real last name is Milan. So I started looking up my name, and I found out that Mediolanum was the ancient city of Milan, where the city of Milan resides today. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just, uh, let me just use that. Because if you, if you know who I am and you knew my name was Milan, you can kind of make that connection. And if you didn't, one day you might look it up, and you would see that... Uh, it's the ancient city of Milan, and you wouldn't even know, like, that's my real name. And then the 666 really came from, um, I, I, I don't know, not, not, even, not even, like, being edgy or anything. I, I think I've always just gravitated towards, like, a, like, um, like this darker, like, punk alternative-ish kind of uh, aesthetic. And I think the number 666 almost kind of, like, personifies that in a way. And uh, it's like... Um, I, I think I never shied away from showing like a darker side of people. And this, that's even almost like a motif in a lot of my artwork where I'll, I'll use like a lot of color or like, you know, crazy colorful patterns or like, you know, palettes, but I'm always like depicting like a, a darker concept or theme. And so through that, it's just like, um, I wanted to kind of put 666 in my um, username because I knew it would kind of portray that uh, aesthetic and idea. And, it, and also, when I was just, like, making it, I knew no one was going to use 666. So I was like, because oh, some other people had Mediolana, but no one had Mediolana 666. So I was like, right, I'm going to just take that. But, yeah, that, that's, really, that's really where the name came from. It fits your style, like, perfectly. Because it's like, I didn't know that Mediolana was an ancient city. And, like, it was Milan and Milan, which is, which also, uh, when I look at your art, like, it has an ancient feel to it, too, you know? And, like, the topics you touch on are very ancient topics, like, like Stoic topics and uh, it's, like, big philosophical topics as well. So you see it in your art as well. Does, is, that, is that by coincidence or is that, like, on purpose? Uh, I guess yes and no. Maybe subconsciously. I don't, I'm not always thinking about it, but... Um... Like, like, like my profile picture for that piece, definitely, it was, like, one of the bigger inspirations. I was definitely, like, looking into, like, uh, a lot of Leonardo da Vinci's, like, old work. And I've definitely had, like, other pieces where I was, like, referencing his work or just, um, I think slowly I'm, I'm getting skilled enough where I can somewhat replicate those older kind of ancient styles. But, uh, yeah, 
just in the back of my mind, it's always there. That's really cool. When did you start going by Mediolanum? I'd, I'd say it's been about, like, that was my user. It, it, it's crazy because the only person that really knows my original username is um, Arsh, uh, provider K8. And uh, I remember he hit me up once. I, I'm not going to say what the original name is because it was Matt Courtney. But he hit me up and he was like, yeah, bro, you should, you should think of another name. <laughs> and then so that's that's when um, I, I just started looking into it and I ended up kind of choosing Mediolanum. And, and um. I definitely know that it's a a hard name to pronounce, but um, I kind of I don't know I find I almost find joy in people like struggling struggling to pronounce it because it kind of forces them to have to like memorize how to actually pronounce it correctly. And then I've I've heard everything. I promise you, man. I've heard all different variations of how to pronounce my name. My, my favorite definitely medical lemon though. That that one that, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's my Love favorite. That. <laughs> medical lemon. I'm writing that down for the future. You can hear his keyboard too. He, he's for real about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yo, before we start into like getting into the interview, I just want to thank everyone for joining us today at the Burrito Dow for our artist spotlight. Appreciate you all. Uh, so, Milan, <clears throat> how did you first enter the crypto space? Um, I, I think for most of my life, I've definitely just. Uh, paid attention to like you know upcoming new technologies that are just around and stuff like even in high school me and my homie was like talking about ai long before like you know now everyone's creating like ai art but we, we was been talking about that and um I, I just had a knack for like uh technology and i definitely heard about nfts i heard about blockchain technology but the first ever ever like real introduction to it was um I, I, it was definitely through twitter i had uh i, I was following folks at the time and he just kind of was like tweeting about super rare and all this like you know NFTs like this is a big thing that he's into whatever. And so I kind of learned it from there. But um, I was lucky enough. I was almost like blessed enough that uh, I was I was friends with um. Oh, you it's like feedback and you go, <laughs> Um, I, I was friends with um. Uh, my, my good friend Black Sneakers and Yasnir, uh, Black Sneakers, Jasmine, shout out to y'all. They were on Super Air. My friend Arsh was on Super Air and Sahil Solo Sane was on Super Air. And so through them, I was just kind of like, you know, learning about NFTs. And uh, I just, I remember I started on like Rarible because it was like free to mint. There was no application, no nothing and stuff. So I was like minting there. Big shout out to Joe too for like picking up one of the pieces. I love you. And big shout out to No too for picking up one of my pieces on Rarible. The, the really nice thing about blockchain technology is like, you know, it's like th- th- there's like a time. So if you go back far enough, you'll see like I've been in the NFT thing for a long time. And uh, yes, I say it's been about two, two-ish years, may- maybe that I've kind of been paying attention to NFTs. And I started taking six maybe like a year ago. What was your first NFT? Can you pin it up right now, please? I'm going to be honest. Let's do it. I have no idea. I, I can't remember what my first one was. It's right. it, it would it would it would definitely probably be on um Rarible or OpenSea though. Do you have access to your earliest piece? Any of your earlier pieces? So um, we can see the progress. We could I I could definitely show you um Perfect Blue. I, I know that that's uh Joe picked up an edition of that off secondary. Thank thanks so much by the way about that. It, it, of course, deep. of course. It's deep in my media. I'm going to have to scroll for like 30 minutes, but I got you. I'll, I'll try to look for it. I can try to find it on my account as well. Ah, bet, 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 bet. 
Yeah, it should be. Oh, actually, you know, hold up, somewhere around here. While you but look yeah. for, well, yeah, while you look for it, do you remember when you minted your first piece? I, you, you know, I, I do remember how I got the money for it. I was um. Tell me. Coinbase was like Coinbase was walling for some reason. It wasn't letting me like uh buy any ether or anything. So I hit up my homie and I was like, "Yo, bro, I'm gonna swing you like twenty dollars. Give me twenty dollars in ETH." And I, it, it's hilarious because at the time he was just like, "Like, okay, whatever, bro. It's like twenty dollars." He he sent me that ETH and I kind of used that money to like um uh pay for gas fees and everything. And it's so crazy to look back now because like all of this started off like that twenty dollars, <laughs> like literally. Every penny I've made after that was like came from the investment of twenty dollars. It's so insane to me to think about it. The space has moved so fast since then too. In the two years, they're not oh, even yeah. like a year and a half. Insane, bro. I, I think I bought it when like ETH was at like eight 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 hundred ish or something like that, and and I seen it go up to like four k and then back to like almost like two k now. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. I see. I my last transaction, like the earliest transaction on Zerion, is uh, it was at three hundred dollars. So I was like, "Holy shit!" Whenever you look back at it, yeah, them gas fees used to be crazy, man. It was insane. Oh, gas fees! Gas fees is another issue. I was talking about the price of ETH. Oh, shout out ETH. Shout out ETH. Yo, what genre would you place your art under? Right now, what what are you exploring? That's always so hard because um, even for like I feel like a lot of my uh, contemporaries and like peers and stuff, uh, we we kind of we kind of create like a post internet world. We kind of like create a post like social media. Like there's like there's like so many resources to kind of create art that I feel like it's almost hard to pinpoint exactly what genre we're really doing because at times we're like. Like, it, it's very different, you know what I mean? Like, for, like, a, a lot of older artists, like, Renaissance artists, it was, like, you know, it, it was, like, through the scope of, like, you know, religion or, like, through the scope of, like, the artists that were just around. Today, we have access to, like, a hundred million artists, bro, and, and just each other. So, we're constantly almost, like, creating a new genre. Like, I feel like every single artist, like, a lot of my peers have created their own genre in a way. So, I don't, I, I don't know exactly what I pin it under, right? Because it's, like, it, it's a really subject theme. It's a really, like, aesthetically themed. I don't know. I guess it's digital art, right? I create digital art, but beyond what genre, I'm I'm not too sure. Maybe slightly surrealism, I guess. I I'm still curious about that too, because I don't place my art any under anything as well. I mean, like, so what? What emotions do you do you like capture? Like, what what are you trying to say with your art? Do you do you just do you draw for fun? Do you draw to let something out? Why do you I, create? When I had first started, it was definitely um, for fun, right? It was just like, oh, I could, I could really do because I, I never really, um, like, it, it's so funny. I, I hear a lot of artists always like talking about like, oh yeah, you know, I've always wanted to be an artist my whole life, or this and this. Like, I never wanted to be an artist my entire life. I think, uh, like, I, I remember as a kid, you know, your teachers would ask like, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said like, inventor. So I think I had an idea. I wanted to be a uh, creative, but it wasn't until like college that I took a contemporary art. 101 class that I had realized that like oh like this is what contemporary art was and I think that's why I gravitated towards art and at that moment I kind of realized like oh art could really uh transcend this like an, an, an aesthetic choice right it can transcend just being like oh that's cool it, 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 it can start like conversation it can change your perspective it can like 
it has like political power, it has emotional power. It, you know, what I mean? like art can be really powerful. So in that sense, I think um, and you can kind of slowly see your progress if you really like kind of look through the timeline of my art. Where originally I was just I was just kind of trying to recreate images um of like just things I like. You know, like I, I did like a piece on like ASAP Rocky. I was doing like Cardi stuff. Uh, Perfect Blue that uh, Satoshi Kon, one of my favorite directors of all time, even beyond his animation. And I, I love the movie uh, Perfect Blue. So I was just kind of referencing things that I really like, or even fashion. Like I have like an old piece on like Rick Owens if you really look back. But as I got, in, uh, as I kind of started to do it more, um, started just making art more often, I started to realize that maybe um, I can make my art more conceptually dense in a way, and I can uh, really talk about you know certain things. And so I think I'm just um, whether I'd like to uh, admit it or not, I definitely think most of my, a lot of my art pieces, especially recently, are just like me inside them it's almost like a self-portrayal and it's whatever i'm feeling so it's uh whether it's like this feeling of sadness or uh overthinking or um you know i had a piece on like transcendence which is the idea like i feel like i'm finally transcending even beyond just like a human form not, not even a like, god deity form but like uh just artistically i can really do so many things or even like with my profile pictures uh the concept behind that was um i tried to accepting all my flaws which which is basically me really coming to terms with all the flaws that I really have, right? And obviously, like, in humanity, we all have flaws, and it's a normal thing. But it's a, it's a different conversation when you really confront it yourself. Like, you know what? I'm not a perfect human being, but it's, it's okay to not be a perfect human being. If anything, it's a part of who I am. You know what I mean? So in, in that sense, I um, wanted to kind of convey that through my art. It's, it, it's, it's like, yeah, like that one, um, it, it's, uh, I don't know if you can see it, but the, Life is good, so why am I still crying? That that was definitely a very it's 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 almost like um landmarks in my life too, a lot of my art pieces. With that one, it was really this um it, it it was this point in my life where I was like, you know, I was making sales, you know, I'm so blessed to have all these amazing homies that I've met through uh through art, through you know, NFTs, through the space. And uh everything around me was good, you know. What I mean, I was able to support my family, I was finally able to like give them more money. I was able to buy my siblings things, you know take care of myself too but it still felt like you know um I was sad it still felt like uh, uh I was kind of like depressed and dealing with a lot of things that I didn't want to admit at the time and so it's 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 just crazy things I remember in the space we were really talking about it um I, I think as I've gotten older and I've been creating more art which is really just like the last two years I started to realize the therapeutic power of art and uh I never wanted to admit it but it's just like um I, I I've always struggled to kind of show emotion just just like in general just showing any kind of emotion really and uh i think through art it was really this way of uh conveying those emotions or what you're really feeling inside without actually saying it and and the beauty of it is that when you share it through on like social media or the internet a lot of people can really resonate with it and like relate to it and it's like uh even beyond just like the quotes the quotes be hilarious but sometimes i'll read what people quote to you i'm like bruh hey man but like that's how you feel that's how you feel that's the stuff but um but you'll have other people who who go exactly what you go through and it's like damn it's such a beautiful feeling or or they'll they'll have their own you know their own individual experience but they can live through it or think about it or confront it through your artwork and uh i think such a beautiful thing that me and a lot of my peers my homies are able to do that through our art i hope that answered the question it did (laughs) it did (laughs) no um did you draw have you always like, when did your creative side come out? Did you used to draw with pencils? 
Did you always do it digitally? How did you start? How did you start? I'd say uh, going um, down the artist route. Sorry. No, no you, you go back. Um, I, I never, I never really thought of being an artist. I think uh, I was just very keen on design. Right. I, I'd say my first passion in life was like literally fashion. I um, like, and it started off with like you know, like being a young and just like, oh, I love Jordans, bro. You know, I want Jordan Elevens, four, three, six, phone pads, all this type of stuff. And then through that, it was just like getting into clothes and stuff. And um. I was learning about fashion brands and everything, but I was just always so keen on just paying attention to design. And that was like, that was like everything from like the like architecture to like interior decoration, even like furniture design or product design. I was just, I was just paying attention all the time. Right. Like even like typography and stuff. So in that sense, I, um, I, I guess I knew, I kind of liked the idea of creativity or, or I guess in the back of my mind, I always knew I'm like somewhat of a creative person, but, um, and then I always did fashion, right? I was, I was like, I was like making distressed denim, like in like high school. I was like, you know, cutting off my jacket and stuff. I was like, you know, sewing. I've done like fashion for a minute, and I still to this day I make, I always make like one-on-one garments or like, um, uh, or I like I resell clothes too. But I, I, I kind of like do. I really want to get into like styling too and stuff. But it wasn't until um, in college, I think it might have been my junior or sophomore year, I took this. Uh, I needed an elective. So I took a class called Contemporary Art 101, and I was like, uh, oh, this, this is about to be easy A, bro. Because I'm not, I'm not going to I wasn't the best student in college. But I was, like, I was about to be easy A. We lit, bro. I'm going to take this class. I would go to that class every single day. I would literally walk in with my headphones, go sit in the back, and not pay attention at all. Like, I did not hear a single thing my professor said. But I remember I would just, like, I would just be, like, looking up um, at, like, the projector, looking at the, the front of the room. And she'd be, like, going through her presentation slides. And uh, I would see, like, I remember I seen, like, Basquiat or something. And I was like, oh, I know Basquiat. Like, that's dope. And I kind of, like, slowly took off my headphone. And I was just actually paying attention. I didn't really care anything she was saying. Shout out to that professor. But I love you. I wasn't caring at all. I was just looking at the pictures. And I was, like, astounded. Like, yo, I know Basquiat. But I'm learning about this in school. That's so weird to me. And then um, I just kind of went home. And I was just, like, watching hella art documentaries. And I was just learning. And, and it really just hit me. Um. Uh, definitely one of the first pieces I think that kind of changed my perspective on what art really could be was um, Pablo Picasso's uh, Guernica. Just kind of you know, the the historical context of that piece and like what it meant for like uh, almost like an anti-war thing that kind of went around the world and stuff. And just seeing like, oh, that was just like a a piece of art, but it almost like started political conversations. It almost like could be used as like symbolism for something else. Or or I'm a big fan of, like the, the New York art movement, like the... Um, the Rothko's and uh, Rothko's Pollock's and them, and it's like uh, you you really start to understand like, and and I never blame anyone uh, who who don't understand the context. But yo, bro, like Jackson Pollock just dripping paint on a canvas. Like, bro, what are you doing? Why is this selling for millions? But it's like when you really put it in the context, um, or or you even physically, if you actually physically paint and you understand how much energy you have to like, physically exert to kind of like you know throw those drip paintings or kind of create those type of things, um. And you understood the context of like uh, how Jackson Pollock was feeling. Like, bro was really just throwing his feelings onto the canvas by dripping paint, or or like with the with the Rothko, where um a, a lot of people may look at Rothko's work and be like, oh, bro, you just like using colors. What's the point of this? But that was like the whole concept where he wanted to draw emotion out of people by using the least amount of like figurative work by just using only color. And it's like things like that just kind of opened up my mind and like how powerful art really could be and what it could mean. And I was blessed enough that one of my local museums had a Rothko. And, and I've seen it in real life, and I'm just like, yo, like, I see it, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of get it why people care so much about, like, Rothko's. Because in pictures, it's like a flat picture, but in real life, you see, like, 
the texture. You really see like the the colors coming through the layers, and it's just like, yo, this is beautiful. Like, why? How, how am I like emotionally reacting to just color? And it's things like that, just like completely changed my entire perspective on what art could be. And um, every, I think ever since I took that class, I was just like, uh, um, 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 my bad. I I I, I don't wanna just uh. I I I don't know I don't know how to say this, but let's say I I took a trip, right? If you know, you know, I took a trip, and I I remember um at the end of it, I was just like, yo, I think I really want to become an artist. Like I genuinely want to uh, become an artist. Not not on no hobby, not on no, you know, side hustle, not on no like for fun. You know what I mean? Like I I, I want to live and breathe this shit, like real shit, like this this is my lifestyle, and uh uh. I just kind of came to that conclusion. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to be an artist. And I'm going to just stop looking back and just keep going. So, yeah. I hope, I hope that answered. My bad. I'll be, I'll be running off all tangents. No, no, no. That was perfect, bro. So, like, I want to keep going on this. Like, who would you say your biggest inspirations are? I'd say um, there's too many to name. Uh, I definitely grew up on, like, uh, listening to hip-hop and stuff, especially to, like, my older brother. So, I was like... The Kanye's, the the Jay Z's, or even newer heads like the the ASAP Rockies, Cardi's, um, and, and beyond music, definitely fashion designers have have, have been a very big inspiration on me. Alexander McQueen, I made a bit a piece on him. Uh, designers like Vivian Westwood, Rick Owens, or even newer designers like Demna, um, Abelenciaga, or uh, or um, Matthew Williams, Virgil. Big shouts out to Virgil. Vir- Virgil was really one of the biggest reasons I even felt like I could do fashion design. So huge, huge shout out to him. Rest in peace to him. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, uh, and artists too. Artists too. A lot of artists like uh, Warhol's Basquiat, definitely. But one of the biggest reasons I use anatomy in my work is because I I heard the um, I was watching a documentary on Basquiat and it was talking about like how his you know mom bought him a Grey's Anatomy book, and uh, he was just like sitting there looking through anatomy, and that's why you kind of see those motifs and like themes in his work. And like that's really one of the biggest reasons I kind of started to use anatomy. I was just low key just trying to be a Basquiat. But definitely Basquiat, um, just a whole lot of artists, you know, like Rothko's Pollux. I'm, I'm a big abstract expressionist fan. Uh, I love like uh, Gerhard Richter. I think that's who pronounce it. He, he's pretty dope. Um, but, but beyond that, like, I think the, all those inspirations are cool and they definitely gave me big shout out to Kanye. Now, I, real quick, I got to just say big shout out to Kanye. Through Kanye, I learned about like the George Condos. Like, I, I don't think people really understand, and I hate to go off this tangent, but I got to do it justice. People don't really understand how much Kanye really put on a lot of mainstream audiences and even beyond that a lot of like marginalized communities that would never pay attention to certain things like you know high art like the average person didn't know who george condo was but you look at my beautiful darkest fantasy all of a sudden you know who condo is you know what i mean or you you like bro, Murakami, that's, that's you know, how i found out about george condo yeah i found out about murakami through that i found out about you know peter the potter okay. like through life of pablo like all through just kanye you know what i mean or even yeah. like raf simmons or or, or even something like, you know, listening about Rick Owens to like a ASAP Rock. My bad. I said, just had to say that tangent real quick. But um, yeah, definitely those inspirations. But I would say some of the biggest inspiration artistically, as much as I love other people, I mean, artistically, my biggest inspiration are like high key, my homies. Like the, the people that really kind of, um, I was just paying attention to, big shots to like, you know, Solo Saint, Sahel, Arsh, bro. My boys, Amu, Ajay, Hassan. All these people that I was just kind of like came up with, I was just paying attention to their work. Just watching how big big shots to Ahmed too, but he really got me into painting. I would just pay attention to their work, look at it, study it, and that's how I kind of like got better at art. I, I, 
in in almost like an odd way, I feel like I I was able to exponentially get nicer at art without doing any art school, without any design school, without any kind of like outside external um, influence. It was just to just paying attention to my homies and you know them putting me on. So yeah, I, I say they're my biggest inspirations. If you could collab with one artist in the world right now, dead or alive, who would it be? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I, I never know what to say with that question. I remember we was having this conversation. Top five. Top five. Top five. I can't do that. I can't do. I, okay, you, you know what I will say? You can give me. You can give me a top five. You can give me a top five. It ain't gonna make no sense though. But if I really could, I would take that. I would take that Cardi feature. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I would drop a single in like the next month and just get a Cardi feature on it. Cause why not? Let, let, I, Hey, go ahead. What, what, what would you benefit from it? Not, I would say I got to do something with Cardi, bro. <laughs> That's all I need, man. I'm, I'm, I'll be chilling off that. I, I, I think collabs are super dope. And, it's like, conceptually, it's an amazing thing. But um, I, I'm, I, I, I definitely kind of come from the perspective of, like, the, the school of Virgil, where it's like, you shouldn't really be collabing unless it, unless you're creating something you couldn't create on your own. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's actually creating, like, a, a new thing. And um, I, I feel like a lot of my peers are just like artists that I do admire, whatever they do in their own thing. And I, I, I really don't see point in collabing unless it's something I'm like, oh, bro, like we got to do this. You, you, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So then what, what kind of medium, what medium of art would you really want to try that you haven't tried yet? That you see yourself exploring for a while, too? Um. Besides, like, besides, like, painting, too. Yeah, so I've, I've definitely done painting. I've, I, I low-key, I've done, like, collage. I, I, like, there's a lot of stuff I just never posted, but I've done, like, whole, lots of different mediums. Um, I definitely want to do, like, 3D. Definitely want to get into, like, sculpting one day. And uh, I would love to, like, design, like, uh, I don't know. I, I would love to design, like, a, a, a store. Um, like if anyone has ever seen like a like a um, Dover Street Market or like I would love to design like stores or like an exi- uh, art exhibition or and furniture design. That's definitely one thing I really want to get into, which is it's, it's kind of hard to get into it, but yeah, definitely that. That's really cool. When it comes to creating, what challenges do you face, Milan? So, so right now, I'm definitely mainly doing digital art and. The challenge that I face is that there's no limitations when it comes to digital, which, which off the bat, it may seem like such a beautiful and like amazing thing to have, right? Like an amazing problem to have. But sometimes I'll like nitpick the smallest thing. Like I'm like half toning, uh, like the, the, um, I'm half toning like a part of an eyeball in one of my pieces. And I'm like, bro, I know no one is going to pay attention, but I'm like so picky about, um, my own art i'm like a perfectionist in like a almost like a bad way sometimes that um i'm, I'm constantly changing color. like i remember in like a, the group chats we have and stuff i'll send like a whip i remember i did this a lot back i sent like a whip i'm like yo yo which one should i you know post a or b and then <laughs> i think it was ajay ajay was just like bro they look the same like what are you talking about <laughs> but like that's how it really means like they to the average person, like bro, i can't even pay attention i don't see it but it's like oh i saw you change up the saturation or like you know do a different blending um effect uh so i think that's really the biggest challenge i face sometimes i never know when to stop or uh keep going it's tough also because the piece is also never finished like when you have that mindset 
you just keep going. You never know when to stop. Nah, honestly, honestly, I never know when to stop. That's why I've been taking forever to make art. I've been getting better at it though. So your recent pieces, you touch on anatomy a lot. Can you can you explain like what that process has been like? What are you exploring with anatomy itself? Yeah, so um, I, I definitely started because you know, kind of like I was talking about. Um, I I just knew basket I was using, and I I just just love the way it looks, right? Like almost like uh back to kind of like that um, like like a, a darker aesthetic, you know? I'm just like the image. Also, oh, sorry, sorry, I don't yeah, mean to cut you off. But what was the first anatom- anatomical piece that you posted? It, like it was this, it was this piece called Anatomical uh, Blues, and it's what's crazy about that piece is that um. I made it on my iPhone with like a free stylus I got at like a college fair. Like at, at that moment, I didn't even have an iPad. I found and it. Yeah. I just pinned it for anyone if they want to see it. Shouts out to um, I think I think his name is like Dimitri Karanak or something like that. He he was the collector that ended up picking that one up on Foundation. Shouts out to bro for that. But yeah, that, that was definitely the first anatomy piece. Um. I think I think I just uh, I just always love the the imagery of anatomy, right? Like exposed muscles, veins, bones. Um, it's 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 like it, it's it, it almost borders borders this line of like scientifical and horror, which I think is like a, a a lot of big motifs that I really like. Where it's like it's scary, but there's almost like this like it's kind of knowledge, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's like based on this like science of uh, anatomy and like from everything from like you know biology, chemistry, and all those type of things, but um. Beyond that, I think conceptually why I really why I really started messing with um anatomy is because uh especially you'll see this one thing too with, with a lot of new artists. A lot of artists kinda go for like this very um uh they'll go for like this figure that has no distinct features, right? And obviously it's through like you know, use of assets, use use of like 3D assets, this and that, like you know, there's like that side of it. But I, but what I really think it, it comes from, like uh, subconsciously, is that, and especially for me too, why I use anatomy a lot in my pieces, is that it almost kind of forces the viewer to not have any preconceived notions, because they can't, they can't, they can't match it to any physical characteristics of real human beings. You know what I mean? Even that's like one thing I, I chose to be anonymous for, because I know people gonna have like preconceived notions of what my art should look like, or you know, should be or whether it's like nice or not, just because of who what I look like. And so through my art, I wanted to make sure it's never like you, you you're looking at a figure, but you really can't match it to any type of idea. You know what I mean? You can't you, you can't put any stereotypes there. You can't really put any type of uh, a preconceived notion of what it should be or what it sh- what it should look like or what it should mean. All you really have is like bones, skins and muscles. And you're kind of forced to really look at like I guess like the rawness of what humans really look like. The the almost like this very raw portrayal of humanity and so i think once i kind of um solidified that concept i think it was like oh this is definitely gonna be a very big motif i want to constantly be using in my art and uh yeah so that, that I, I guess that's really the best way to explain it that was perfect it is it's raw human emotion and vision do you notice any other more patterns in your art as well besides like the anatomy because i feel like the anatomy you're exploring the whole series right now but before that, were there any other patterns that you noticed? Um, I, I definitely know when I had uh, there was def- there'll definitely be errors, errors I guess that's what you'd call it, errors of uh, my art where I was just using very darker colors, 
And um, I th- it might have been like Beauty is Only Skin Deep, the, the uh, that piece where I had, um, it was either that, I'm not sure, if it, it might have been that, where I really wanted to force myself to use color, right? I, I think, it's, especially if you see me in real life, bro, I'm all black. Like Most I go is a navy brown. I've never rocked in colors. And I've always strayed away from colors because okay. uh, I, I think it's so, maybe I think subconsciously I always find it a very difficult thing to use. But I really wanted to force myself to use colors, to use colors that don't necessarily complement each other. Um, like, in Life is Good, uh, So Why Am I So Crying? In that piece, there's so many colors that shouldn't technically work. And I just wanted to learn to kind of, like, just, just use colors that seem unnatural together, but it somehow works. And I really wanted to push that. So that was definitely one thing um, I started to incorporate a lot into my work. And um, with one of my last pieces... Um, Wait, was it my last piece? I think it was my last piece. The, um, damn, I'm forgetting the names of my own pieces. Hold up, give me a second. The Oh, yeah, the, the Why Do I Feel Nothing? With that one, I was heavily inspired by Mark Rothko for that piece. With that one, I was just like, okay, so I've definitely explored how to use colors, like extremely bright, saturated colors. And then you'll see a lot of my works. I've, I kind of um, chose to make them more uh, dull, kind of um, less saturated. And then other ways, you know, using, using like non-complementary colors. And then so with uh, Why Do I Feel Nothing and the next piece that I, I didn't even end up finishing, but I'm planning on finishing, hopefully by next week I'll post it. With, with those pieces, I really wanted to um, kind of recreate what Mark, Mark Rothko was really trying to do is like using the least amount of color while still conveying the most amount of emotion. You know what I mean? So I think that's really one thing I really want to practice in is um, using the least amount of uh, just using less colors, you know. I mean, I think at this point, I, I understand um, the power of colors, right? Like certain colors can like almost like a um, what's the word? It, like it'll increase the magnitude of the emotion you're trying to portray by just using that color. And so now I really want to practice using as less colors as possible. Yeah. Hello, then. So I just want to congratulate you first on selling, accepting all my flaws this morning, I believe, your auction ended. And uh, I just want to talk more about, like, the process behind the piece. Because it's such a detailed piece when you zoom in and, like, actually, like, I don't know, like, uh, what's the right word? Like, you appreciate it for all its details, right? Like you see mm-hmm. the tattoo on the face, you see the scribbles. Like, like, what? Can you explain it to me? Like, yeah, I got you, I got you. Yeah, like, so, like, what, what was in your head? What, like, when you saw the canvas, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I definitely knew that this one was gonna be a, a portrait, right? So I had that idea. I had the idea of like, you know, incorporating um, and adding into it. So that's where you kind of have like things like uh, you could kind of see the brain of it, right? Which uh, which which I really thought was really dope because in, in in a lot of like um anatomical figures, you really if, if it's just muscle showing, you can't really see the brain. So I kind of wanted certain things to you know peek in, peek out, and stuff. And it's just playing around. Digital is so powerful; you can do so much with it. So I was just playing around like um the the skin of it. You know, what I mean, like certain muscle uh parts is being exposed. Some of them are like uh like blend the, the option blended so much that it made it like completely black so you can't even see it anymore and uh i, I really wanted to um try to incorporate just like uh like physical drawing right um 
so I was I was like literally drawing on my iPad, and that's where all kind of like the scribbles came from. And I feel like there's like a almost like this uh, unnatural feeling because you you have this like image that's like a very structured figurative images, but then when you start playing around with like those um, blending options or what 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 you're capable of through digital, like a uh, half toning or you know using noise or um, kind of throwing like uh, overlays and textures, kind of create like that canvasy background. Uh, you 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 start to um, it starts to blur the lines of what digital, whether it's digital or physical. And I, I, I don't know, I find, I find so, so much beauty in that, that you can create something that looks almost both physical and digital. So I think that's what I was really going for. And um, it looks like I, pen and highlighter on stretch canvas. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you know it's digital, it's just even more cool. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for that. And I was definitely inspired by um, like a lot of older Leonardo da Vinci scriptures and stuff where he was just like, you know, making, like drawings and stuff and uh, uh diagrams and uh where where it had really came from was i seen this one um picture of this uh anatomical face but it was like a it was like a science diagram where it was pointing to each muscle within like the face right so it's like um you know the lips nose uh cheekbone jawbones those type of things so i kind of came up with the idea like instead of pointing to those i'll point to flaws that i have you know what I mean? So kind of um, like this conceptual idea of accepting all my flaws. So instead of pointing to those muscles, I'm pointing to uh, flaws that I have. And if you, if you kind of like zoom in, you kind of read some of them. It's like our lies, sins, regrets, selfishness, arrogance, fear, ego, paranoia, jealousy, lack of empathy, guilt, and uh, greed. And, and there's also other uh, small things. Like on the, if you zoom in OD onto like the the left and right part of the neck, I, I put a hardogram tattoo on the left side of the neck and uh, on the right side, I put an anarchy tattoo. So yeah, that was, that was just a little, oh, and, and I, um, a teardrop on the left eye. You're staring deep into the ties. It's pretty <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Shouts out to eyes, bro. I feel like eyes is such a powerful thing that um can really uh, draw in the audience. Eyes, eyes tell like, if, like I feel like if you're like, if you can if you look at someone's eyes, like you can just see. I don't know, like you can like you can tell if they're genuine or not. Like I feel like you can see someone's soul through their eyes. That's real. Yo, so for the last 20 minutes, we'd like to take some questions in from the crowd. So if anyone would like to request, please go ahead. Also, while everyone does that, thank you, Milan, for joining us today. We appreciate you. And thank you for being so open about talking about your art and your process. Yo, thank thank you for ha for having me here, bro. And I, I obviously, how about you, like the homie, homie, even, even beyond all this. I, I appreciate you for doing this. Thank you to Brita, Dow, all the members, all y'all. I uh, respect y'all all in your own right and stuff. And I appreciate y'all for having me here. And thanks to everyone that popped in here. Like, all, all a lot. I see all the homies in here. Love y'all, bro. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for like really hopping in just to listen. I actually have a question. Um. I think you spoke on it like a tiny bit, um, but like, how did you first get into fashion? 
because I know that that that's been like a big inspiration for you. I um, I definitely should start doing more fashion into my art. I, I think I will eventually. But how I got into fashion would uh, I probably just like Jordans. You know, what I mean, honestly, I think it was really just uh loving Jordans and sneakers. And th- the crazy thing is, like, growing up, my my family couldn't really afford to buy nice clothes like that. So when you can't buy those clothes, you really have no option. And I was lucky that I kind of grew up in the, the age of the internet. And I remember when dot-com, boom, everything everything started popping off. That I really had the opportunity to just, like, look things up. So I knew so much about fashion just by constantly learning. On, like, I knew more than the sneakerheads wearing the actual sneakers. Because I was just, like, learning online. So through the internet and, like... um. A lot of like you know hip hop artists I was looking up to like the Rockies and the uh, Kanye's. I was just learning about fashion brands and just fashion in general. Hell yeah! I remember checking out your grill. There was some nice pieces on there. You missed out, bro. I sold all the good stuff. That's that's like the stuff. Oh shit! Sold. Yeah, I sold some good stuff. But I I I gotta update it soon. I gotta add like ten pairs of Rick soon. Rick pants. I got you. <laughs> Real. Well, if anyone needs some drip, that's where you should go. Yeah, All right, we, we got, got a couple people up. Yeah. Trailer, you want to uh, go first? Yeah. Hi, hi, Milan. I'm a big fan. Um, I was going to ask, what's your favorite color? And does that differ from your favorite color to work with in art? What's up, man? Uh, I love meeting new fans, man. Uh, <laughs> that is, yo, Terrell doing that because I did the same exact thing. <laughs> I did the same thing to him. Um, yo, growing up, my favorite color was orange. I don't know why. And I kind of hate the color orange now. I'd say my, my favorite color is probably like red, black, and white. And in like fashion too, I'm just mainly wearing like blacks and browns. But um, to, colors to use, I said I think I gravitate towards like blues and pinks for some odd reason. I don't know why. All right, for sure. Cool. Thank you. Y'all go follow Terrell. Shout out Terrell. Love you, King. Creative. Oh, hello, guys. Hello. You listen to me? Do you have a question for Mediolanum? Uh, uh, guys, hey, uh, hi, everyone. And I wanted, uh, I want to thank you for giving me for opportunity to speak and tell a uh, little about myself. Um, I want to apologize for my poor English. I'm just learning and trying to develop in the every way. Uh, so don't judge me severely if you ask me uh, questions and I can't answer it uh, correctly. Uh, uh, my name is Misha. My nickname is Creative. I'm physical artist, sculptor. <clears throat> I was curious how that was going to go. Interesting. Yeah. We got their fun coming up. <laughs> Wait, y'all kicked him away, you did? <laughs> hey, this is, up, bro. this is Milan Day. 
Shout, Shout out, out to Milan. Um, I had a question real quick. What are your... It was good, Urfi. It was good, cutie. Uh, what are your aspirations and goals moving forward, you know, in this space or just in life in general? Like, what impact do you want to leave? Like, what... Did you... Maybe you did. Um, no, nah, no, nah, I got you. I got you. But, um, I, I, I feel like when I... Sometimes when people be saying these type of things, it, it can come off as, like, cocky or, like, uh, too ambitious. But I, I genuinely... Like genuinely from the bottom of my heart, I really want to be like considered one of the um, greatest artists of all time, and and that's not in the sense of like traditional sense of success and fame. Like I, I could really care less about the the money or like you know I don't know famous. You know I, mean, I don't need a reality TV show or nothing like that. But but more in the sense that I feel like I'm constantly pushing myself and other, the the people around me and just other people to create as much as possible. You, you know what I mean like I I want to I want to show um like oh, to go, to give an almost an example um. I always bring up Virgil a lot, Virgil Abloh, because uh, w- what he really did was kind of um, push entire generations to think differently and to show them that it was possible to create. You know what I mean? He did it through the context of fashion. And to him, it was really putting on a lot of these young kids, especially like black and brown kids, like, yo, you can do this too. And that's one thing I, I really want to um, do. And I, I kind of, I want to take pride in that and being able to like push other people to create and, person just find new ways to create push the boundaries and constantly evolve you know what i mean like um the money gonna come one way or another uh, i really been hustling my whole life i'm not i'm not stressed about that but what i really want is like respect you know what i mean and that's that's both that's both of my my peers and the people that i respect like respect is really one of the biggest thing that i want i, I want people to really look at my work and be like like yo i, I got respect like respect to you but i, re- I really see what you're trying to do you're really pushing it you know what I mean? So that's like constantly experimenting. And um, I guess from like a physical um, ambitions and goals is just uh, really number one is just make sure my parents don't got to work another day in their life again. That's really the main goal when it comes to money side. You know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do. You got to eat. But that's that's really one of the main goals. And after that, I'm really, I'm going to go crazy, bro. I'm a, I'm trying to do everything, man. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm like on some Midas thing. Everything I touch will really turn to gold. You know what I mean? I really want to be design everything. Like really take the the concept of like creative director to the to the next level. You know what I mean? Not not no like Instagram influencer shit. Like on some real life, bro. Let's let's really change uh how we create, how we our perspective on the world around us, what art could really be, and especially help like marginalized communities constantly be a part of that. Uh, but yeah, those are my goals. My bad. I'm rugging, but I heard all of that. But I love you. Does anyone have any more questions? Or anyone would like to come up and have any comments they'd like to say to Mediolan? Or have any comments about his art? Or any questions about his process? I'm bullish. That's all I can say. Me too. As an owner of a 101 of a Mediolanum piece, I can say. To the moon. Yo, big, big shout out to you for that, bro. Like, you, you low-key you low got a, a heater 
a heater. Like there isn't that many pieces I've done in that style. You low key got a heater. Yo, let's uh, talk. Let's talk about technological submission right now. I, you know what? And I, I think it's a very, it's, it's a piece that's very, um, true to our time right now, where we really be plugged up to our phones, our computers, our laptops, and uh, like I, I remember, I remember kind of um. I was talking to my uh, younger brother about this, where it's like, I feel like my generation really the only generation that's seen the world kind of before the real uh, power of the internet and after. Like, uh, I was telling him, I was like, yo, our generation, we're the only generation that did homework that you didn't need the internet for. Like, we was dead, like, just going home, writing stuff and stuff. And now it's like every kid is like, you know, adept to using computer technology and all those types of things. And it's like, yo, we really live on the internet. And obviously there's pros and cons to it. The pros is this, beautiful ability for us to all talk in a Twitter space. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Like ideas are going back and forth. Creativity is like on, on another level, bro. It's literally on steroids. But at the same time, bro, I do feel like um psychologically, physically, mentally, we're constantly being changed. We're constantly being we're so hyper fixated on each other, our own um our own uh looks, how we how we're viewed by other people through the internet that it's a, it's a very scary thing. And I think that piece is really, um, and through the screen, if you really pay attention, it's like old piece and just uh, influences and references that I love. But it was just this like, um, I think conceptual portrayal of really being submitting to a tech technology. And we, we don't want to admit it, but like, yo, low key, we are in technological submission. And then you got that little quote, it has become appallingly obvious that our technology has exceeded our humanity. And then it just, like, it hits you. Facts. And you a real one for peeping that. I forgot who wrote that. I forgot who wrote that. <laughs> I don't know who wrote that either. <laughs> I thought you did. I seen it and I was like, <laughs> I seen it and I was like, that's hard. I'm using that. <laughs> Might have been from Ghost in the Shell. I'm not sure. Might have been somewhere. But yeah, yeah my bad. Cool. Uh, we got Null and now we got Ready. Uh, Null, you go first, please, and then Ready. Yeah, I just wanted to say Milan's pretty cute. Thank you for that. Ready. I second that statement. That is crazy. Well, how you know what I look like? <laughs> I got my wings. Oh, we. Shots out. Do you no, not man. remember who was handing out the joints at the the D face event? Yeah, that was me. Oh, I'm <laughs> weak, bro. Hey, hey. At that event, <laughs> I was gone. We'll leave that. For sure. Oh my god, I was in the whole other world. But the people that met me, but I don't remember nothing, man. Hey, hey, shout, much love, much love. Yo, big shout out to no, bro. I, I love and respect you a lot, bro. I, I really one of the most unique artists in this uh, whole entire space, and I, I genuinely mean that. I love you, cutie. All right, ready? What ready. Was your yeah, you can go ahead. Thanks, guys. Um, I just want to say, huge Milan fan here, and uh, I guess my my major question is, um, when do you feel a piece is done? I think that's a really good question to ask artists. Um, you can get something that you see beforehand in your head, or is it kind of something you achieve along the way? Like, what is the process of like completing a piece like for you? That, that's definitely difficult. Um question to answer because uh i never know when it's finished i i think for a, a lot of artists they have an idea in their head and then they execute it like i'll see a lot of my homies will create like a sketch an idea 
and they'll just execute it. But that, that's even one reason I ne- I hate sharing whips because my whip will literally look nothing. I, I, will, I will change the idea like 18 times before the end. I feel like I know it's finished because um, as I'm creating it, the, the I think the, the concept that I'm trying to um, do just unfolds my mind. And then eventually towards, uh, I guess, the end of me creating, I'm like, okay, now I can see the concept now. It, like, it's you're able. I'm I'm able to read it if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like I I want to be able to send um send my art to someone and they understand what I'm trying to convey without any words, without any description, without in, in anything. And when I feel like I can do that myself, I can see the piece and I'm like, it's it's doing what I'm trying. I want it to do. Then I know it's finished. But yeah, and and, and everything else is just aesthetical choices. Like I want to you know make the color look nicer. I like I want to make this look nicer. Change up the darkness saturation or fix this. Draw over this and stuff. But thank you, buddy. That was actually a really good question. Yeah, no problem. Um, thank you so much for answering. I think that that's something that a lot of artists can definitely resonate with, and I, with, and I think that it's different for everyone. So I'm very happy to hear your take on it. All smiles. And then Danny. Yeah, I'm. I'm just here to give Milan his flowers. Uh, I don't really have a question, but yeah, I'm. I'm a Milan stan. Uh, that's that's my guy. I just love how he always takes this one concept and it's like no matter where you see it, you'll realize it's a Milan piece just off his like you know aesthetic and uh, how it can be so different, but it's still him. And I feel like that just uh, even when he was talking about doing so many different things, I could tell in the future whenever he does that, it's going to still be Milan at his core. So I just came here to give you flowers, my brother. I love you. Uh, just keep shining every single time. It's just I wouldn't even say topping your last piece because I feel like each one exists in its own realm and its own time, you know. But uh, it's almost like you're unlocking another part of your brain. Not necessarily better, but just unlocking another part. So, love you, my brother. No, appreciate you, buddy. Thank, thank you for your kind words. Appreciate you for always um, showing me love and uh, always supporting me through everything. Thank you for your kind words, man. Danny? So, yeah, I think uh, what he said, uh, just about everything I want to cover, really just want to give Milan his flowers. Um, So goddamn talented, and you can just tell how much he values constantly developing his craft and just puts his absolute heart into his work. Um, I'm fortunate enough to own I Feel Finally Free. I also have a, a print of Beauty is Only Skin Deep. I remember just starting out in this space and not really having much ETH uh, to, you know, financially support artists. But um, I was able to get a print. And I remember just looking at that piece every single day and, you know, kind of making it a goal for myself to one day collect a a one-on-one from Milan and was fortunate enough to do that. Um, Just, yeah, want to give him his flowers. Incredible range. I just love the way he uses colors. And yeah, beyond that, Milan's just a great fucking dude. Um, always supporting other artists, always uplifting others. Um, I'm sure anyone that knows him would speak volumes on his character. And, you know, as a collector and, and not an artist, um, I try to typically collect based on work and not necessarily the, the people behind it. But um, when you are collecting from someone who is just as, as incredible of a, of a person as Milan, it, it really is just such a bonus. So shout out Milan. 
Man, Danny, thank you so much, man. I, I, I still remember all the conversations we've had, e- even when I um did the Beauty is Only Skin Thief and kind of hit me up about it and you uh, bought that print. Even then, when you just bought the print, I was just like, anytime anyone even buys a print, I'm just like, yo, man, like, I love you so much. Thank you. Because to me, it's like someone li- literally wants my piece of art to look at. And that's such a, and it's, it's such a beautiful thing. It's, 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 it's this crazy idea to me that I didn't even realize people can ever resonate with my work that much. But I really do it, did appreciate you for that. And uh, thank you so much for even collecting it. I finally feel free. That's, that's, that's definitely a super special piece um, within that collection. Uh, because it was really this idea of me um, finally starting to feel free. You know what I mean? Like I could truly start to become myself, uh, the true self that I always wanted to be. And for you to pick up, pick that piece up, uh, it meant a lot. Thank you, Danny. And I, I promise, man, I've paid attention to all that you supported, all my homies, just other artists in the space, constantly reaching out to other people, showing love. You, you you're an amazing person. Thank you. It's it's definitely mutual. I appreciate you so much, Danny. Man, that was beautiful. <laughs> what a way to end this interview. Thank you so much, Danny. And everyone. Oh, we got one more person, Serena. And then we're going to end the interview. Oh, Serena, you can go ahead and ask your question oh, or comment. <laughs> I got rugged. Oh, I only heard the end of that. But hi, Milan. I'm a big fan here. <laughs> Yo, I. <laughs> What's up, Serena? Hi. Um, no, but for real. Um, I really am. Uh, yeah, I got I got a picture hung up in my room. Um, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um. I'm a really big fan of this guy here. Um, I also wanted to come up and give you your flowers along with asking you a question. Um, just an incredible person outside of an incredible artist. If if I didn't know you, um, like I wouldn't know that you just decided to be like an artist a few years ago. You know, I feel like you were born to do this. It's something that you more than like anything you have an eye for it you know as long as I've known you you've you've been really intellectual when it comes to you know you just have a natural ability to bring things to life and since I first followed you up until now like you've just anyone that has seen your growth is just like they know you know you've just there's been an evolution so far and you've just stepped it up every single time every single time every single time that you know you didn't think that it could get better it did and I'm so proud of you for continuing to you know just push out work and every time I you know we've all talked like recently it's just been like oh I'm dropping new shit like (laughs) ASAP and you're just you're an inspiring person in my life and I'm sure um, many other artists you know your friends the group like you're you're incredible um yeah so i just wanted to tell you that and tell you that i'm so proud of you um and man like people are gonna remember that name i'm telling you right now even if they can't pronounce it i'm telling you they're gonna remember it (laughs) but um i i wanted to ask if uh let's say an art curator um reached out to you let's say in like maybe 20 years 10 years or so and they said, um, hey, Milan, I was wondering, uh, would you want to, if you could hang up one of your pieces in, let's say, like the Metropolitan, uh, 
or um, like the Louvre or something, if you had the opportunity to do that and you were at that level, but you could only choose one of your pieces that you've done based off of your what you've done so far right now, which piece would you pick and why? Damn, that's a good question. What the heck? Y'all gotta step y'all games up, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yo, seriously, it had lore and everything. That's insane. Oh, yo, thank you, sir. I love you for all the kind words you was telling me. You inspired me just as much. I'm, I'm blessed to have like really people like you in my circle. But to answer your question, damn, I, I don't know. It's that's like really like that's like picking like your favorite song or something. You know what I mean? It's it's so difficult to pick something that I feel like um, can like uh, encapsulate everything that I'm trying to do or say into one piece and be like, okay, like this is the only piece that hundreds or thousands of people will ever get to see of me. Damn, that's really hard. Um, damn, that. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, I I do love all my pieces, but um, low key, I would say that uh, why do I feel nothing is like a pretty good um portrayal of what I am trying to accomplish uh, aesthetically and I, I feel like it did its job conceptually. It pushes um, both the physical and digital uh, uh, concept that I'm trying to blend together and uh, it uses anatomy. It has that dark concept and it has, you know, color. So I probably would say, uh, why do I feel nothing? I love a, a lot of my works, even my profile picture. I think it's an amazing profile picture. I love all the dope works I've made, but I feel like that one, um, is definitely almost like a a hint at what I think I'm capable of doing. And I'm just going to keep pushing through there. Yeah, so I picked that one. Thank you so much, Serena. Thank you, Milan, for coming. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. And have a good night. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all, Odie. Yeah, thank you. To, yo, my bad, my bad. Give me like one minute, bro. I gotta run down the list, man. I'm gonna have to ask, bro. Man, yo, man, shout out Juan, bro. Shout out Reddy. Shout out Wilson. Shout out Nubia. Shout out Joe, bro. Shout out Cliff. Shout out Pedro. Shout out Terrell. Shout out No. Shout out Naya. Shout out Serp, bro. Shout out Danny. Shout out KA Arsh. Shout out Stags. Shout out Jasmine. Shout out Roswell. Shout out Jesse. Shout out Serena. Shout out to you. That's it. You could clip it. Peace out. Love y'all. Stay safe.